Here we go. You're listening to Rumination Tuesday Law and Gospel on this October the 18th in the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and with me will be Pastor Mark Smith as we take a look at the hymn, In God, My Faithful God. Now, this is a hymn whose author is unidentified. There was a thought that it was Sigismund Weingartner, but no, it was discovered that that was a miscopy of an error. This occurred in 1611, and in God, My Faithful God, it was first published in the decade or so before 1603 in the north German city of Lübeck. The hymn emphasizes the grace and presence of God in the midst of sorrow, sin, and death itself. It is reminiscent of many of the Psalms, particularly those Psalms that are entitled the Lament Psalms, such as 6, 25, 88, and 90. It paints a picture of Christians as heirs of eternal life who are tempted to despair over their current circumstances, but who trust that God will see them through their trials to the end. So it is the hymn of the day for proper 25 and Trinity 8. The author is identified, but did you notice, Pastor Smith, who the translator was? Catherine Winkworth. My, she certainly does translate a lot of the hymns that are used as the principal hymn of the day. And that's for this 20th Sunday after Pentecost, October the 23rd, 2022. It's a hymn of which I am not that familiar with. I haven't sung it that much or played it. Have you? No, it's it's a shame because I think it is a good hymn. Uh, it's, it's especially good for, uh, as you said, people that are going through uh, difficult times and even facing death. Uh, it's tucked uh, toward the back of the old, it was in the old Lutheran hymnal too, hymn 526. So I can't understand how uh, we, I don't remember ever using it. I'm not familiar with the melody. And so I, you know, you know me, I, I tend not to pick hymns that I'm not familiar with the melody. But I, uh, it's a shame I, I haven't been uh, familiarized with this hymn because it, it is a good one. Well, we'll take a look at the words now. If you'll read stanza one, please. Okay. In God, my faithful God, I trust when dark my road. Great woes may overtake me, yet he will not forsake me. My troubles he can alter, his hand lets nothing falter. Now, for a child, they may not understand the word falter. Yes. How would you explain that? You know, it just so happened I looked that up in the dictionary just a few minutes ago. It's uh, it's to stammer or to be unsteady, unsteady movement, hesitant, hesitant movement. 
I, I in other words, uh, what it's saying is uh, he he can while he can alter our troubles, he can change our troubles out for our good, and he will let nothing falter. He won't. He'll hold us up, just like they held up. Remember when they held up uh, Moses's hands so that the people of Israel would win the victory. Well, God does the same thing with us. He will he'll hold up our hands, so to speak. Now, how does he know this, the writer? What is he well, looking I, to? Let's see. Uh, what's he looking to? What? Well, uh, the the instance that I just told you about uh, Moses having his hands held up by his uh, uh, his elders or his helpers uh that's one instance um the question i'm asking is the author sure of this because he's such a good person or is there another reason why he's sure of it well i think he he probably has experienced this firsthand himself how how god will hold us up in the midst of trials well, I guess the point I'm trying to make here is the distinction between law and gospel. Nowhere in this hymn is there given an indication that he knows these things because the author is such a good person. He knows these things because he believes the promises of right. God. Right, absolutely, of course. In fact, that's why he refers to God as my faithful God. If he I was trust w- not his faithful God, what kind of God would he be? Well, you couldn't. You, if he were not faithful, you couldn't count on him. Yes, you couldn't trust him. Right. And, and, and see, this is really good theology. He refers to God as faithful, and then he speaks about why. It's because he trusts God, even when his road is dark. Yes, I'm trying to think of the passage I read just the other day, and I can't remember where it is, but it says uh, he is faithful even when we are faithless. He will yes. not deny him. He'll not deny himself. Yeah, well, um, that's in that passage where he says if we deny him, yes. he will deny us. That's right. But yeah. if we are faithless, he will remain faithful. Exactly, yes. God's I, word cannot be broken. Well, what I was doing is, when is a sin not a denial of God? And the fact is, the sins that are not denials of God are those with whom there is repentance on the part of the believer. In other words, the believer does not need to worry because God is faithful. He keeps his promises that he gave us in our baptism. But if we deny him, that's more than a sin. It's becoming an unbeliever. Yes. That, that was a gospel lesson for two weeks ago. So that's... But even, even when we... Even when we uh... We may deny him by our actions, 
on a, at a certain time, but even then, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit does not leave us like the drop of a hat, you know, at the drop of a hat. It, uh, we grieve the Holy Spirit, but that doesn't mean that he leaves us right away. Even then, God is very patient with us. Yes. And that was seen by Peter, who really got things mixed up sometimes. But Jesus restored him as an apostle after the resurrection. Right. And it shows how faithful God is. All right, I'll do stanza two. My sins fill me with care, yet I will not despair. I build on Christ who loves me. From this rock, nothing moves me. To him I will surrender. To him, my soul's defender. Now, there again, you, you find the promises of God that are helpful to him, that even when he has cares, he will not despair. And that's because he believes on Christ who loves him. Christ is given the metaphor of a rock. Where does that come from? Uh, oh, let's see. Uh, the rock that followed us. Uh, you know, yes. Paul talks about the rock that followed uh, followed Israel through the wilderness, exactly. and that rock was Christ. Yeah, it's very important to understand that there are many, many, many metaphors in the Bible, and they have a purpose. And the purpose of the metaphor is to show something about the character of God Himself. So when we talk about Christ, who is the rock, well, nothing can move me when he is my rock. It reminds me of that parable. Remember, a guy builds a house on sand versus the guy who builds a house on a rock. Right. And remember, and remember when uh, Jesus, Jesus gave Peter the name rock, uh, and yet he makes clear that it, it's, not on, it's not on him that the church is built, but it's on the rock of the confession of Jesus Christ. That's the rock yeah. on, on which he built his church, on Christ himself. Because when Jesus asks, who do men say that I am? Peter gives what answer? You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then Jesus says, you know, you didn't come up with that yourself, Peter. Right, that, right. That was actually a gift from God the Father. That's right. That you would know that. Yeah. So he knew it, yet he still didn't realize that Jesus was God until mm -hmm. after the resurrection. Remember, they were on the boat. And yes. And Jesus stopped the sea uh, from foaming and the wind. Yeah. And they said, who is this man? Yes. Who is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, stanza three, please. If death my portion be, it brings great gain to me. It speeds my life's endeavor to live with Christ forever. 
He gives me joy and sorrow, come death, now or tomorrow. Wonder, what a wonderful verse for somebody who is facing uh, death. Yes, it brings great gain to me because it speeds my life's endeavor. Now, what does the word endeavor? How can you understand that? Well, it's, uh, I, I, here's another word you have to explain is plight. Uh, it's, it, I guess endeavor would be like plight. I'm trying to think of how else I would explain that word. Um, it speeds my life, my life's trial. Or goal. Goal, right. It yeah, speeds good, my life's goal to yeah. live with Christ forever. Exactly. That, that's what the Apostle Paul says a number of times. Yes. That it's far better to be with Christ than here, but for his sake, I remain with you, even though I'm going through a bunch of suffering and in giving the message of Jesus Christ, that I do not mind because he gives me joy in sorrow, come death now, tomorrow. You know, you wonder how many people realize that in death, it brings great gain to me. What kind of gain can you explain to someone who is near death? Well, if you're with Christ, as I have told people before, that elderly people before they go into surgery, uh, you can't. I say you can't lose. You, we, we Christians can only win. If we don't come out of that surgery room, we'll still be with Christ. If we come out, if we come out alive, we'll be with Him just the same. Either way, we'll be with Christ, and uh, that is by far sufficient. We cannot yeah, lose as Christians. That's a good way of putting it, especially in a hospital and such. And I, I've noticed that a lot of Christians, they're not looking forward to death, but when they get on their deathbed, an attitude often changes where, as one Christian told me, you know, who had been really worried about the death because of her illness, said, Pastor, I'm going home. Yeah, right, right. What does she mean by that, home? She means she's, she's going to be with Jesus. That's right. That becomes the home. Right. And that's what Jesus has done for us. He's prepared a home for us where we don't have to be worried about sickness, sin, or death again. We will be living forever. That's just hard to understand how we're going to be living in a paradise with no pain or sorrow or or sin. And, and you just wonder how that's going to happen because sin is so automatic with us in our thoughts, for example, yes. a lot of times, and how we're going to be overcoming that. Have, have you ever been in a worship service where you really do get excited about while well, the hymn being sung or the liturgy or the sermon? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. In fact, I always I always try to pick a rousing hymn 
to begin with, uh, yeah, or at least, well, sometimes I'll pick the opening hymn to prepare me for the confession of sins. But uh, certainly uh, the last hymn, I always want a really rousing hymn uh, that will lift people's spirits as they as they end that service in, in song. Right. We have a hymn of the day for every Sunday, and yet we only have 52 weeks. So if you use three other hymns for the opening communion and the last hymn, you, you really only have a possibility of using 200 of the 600 hymns in the hymnal. Right. So there are plenty of other hymns. I usually like to also, on the last hymn, not only give a rousing hymn, I think that's a really good idea of yours that I like doing, but one with which they are more familiar. Yes, yes, yeah, it, uh, absolutely. And, and that way, and, and, and tied into the sermon. Right, exactly. Give them, uh, tie to the sermon so that they can go home and uh, in that theme. Yeah, there's two ways in which I do that. I have two books. One of them, I don't know if you have this book, is a concordance of yes. the hymnal or every yes. word. And so let's say you're talking about death. Well, you can look up the word death and find a lot of hymns that talk about it. The other thing is, I don't know if you have this one, it's for the hymn of the day, but then gives a number of other alternatives for the Old Testament reading, the epistle, and the gospel. Yes, I've got I've got both of those. Yes. I have the concordance for the old Lutheran hymnal. I don't have the updated concordance for the LSB. Yeah, you really need to because there are a number of hymns that are in the LSB that are not in the old hymnal. Right. Yeah, I've been wanting to get one. Yeah, uh, it'd be a great present from your wife. So, or from you. What you, <laughs> what you want for Christmas? Okay. All right. All right. And God, my faithful God, stands for. I'll read. Oh Jesus Christ, my Lord, so meek in deed and word. You suffered death to save us because your love would have us be heirs of heavenly gladness when ends this life of sadness. So we often talk about our life here on earth is a time of grief and sadness, and that will be ended. That was the promise given to Abraham the, the new land in which Jesus is talking to Abraham about is not Canaan alone. That was just the earthly place, but it was actually heaven itself. That's was right. his home. Yeah. How's that passage go? Here we have no lasting city. It's, it's, uh, it's connected with uh, the thought of Abraham, that uh, here we have no lasting city. Uh, what the promised land that he was really truly promised was, was heaven itself. Yes. Now, it says, Jesus Christ, my Lord, so meek in deed and word. 
Now, I can understand, I think, meek indeed. How is Jesus meek in word? What does that mean? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. So meek indeed and word. Um, hmm. Well, let, let me put it this way. If somebody came and was about to beat you up, how would you respond? I'd be, I'd be ready to defend myself. Exactly. Yet Jesus allowed himself to be crucified. That's how he was meek in his word. He didn't use words to swear at the people. Right, to right. Tell them, yeah. you know, they shouldn't be doing that. He went he like a lamb to meek. the slaughter. Well said. Well said. Because you know, lambs. Go ahead. You know, in that second line, Tom, it says, you suffered death to save us because your love would have us. We tend to stop right there, but really it goes on. Because your love would have us be heirs of heavenly gladness. Yes. Remember, Jesus says, I'm going to prepare a mansion for you in heaven. And yet that mansion can be very interesting uh, for for example, um, there's no doubt that it's in the Proverbs. Yeah, that's the study I was doing recently where it talks about a person who has a house may fear death. Or the person who has a tent may have everlasting joy. And the point is, it doesn't matter if our mansion is a tent or a house. It's meant for us, and we are going to be supremely satisfied with what Jesus is giving us. Yeah, because Jesus is there. It doesn't matter, like you say, it doesn't matter where it is. Yep. With Jesus is sufficient. Jesus is all I need. And if he's with me, that is heaven. We tend to forget that when Abraham went from where he lived to Canaan, he lived in tents a lot right. of times. That's right. And yet he felt that he was indeed blessed uh, because of that. And so it doesn't matter what your circumstances are. In Jesus' day, people who were poor were looked down upon because they were thought to not being blessed by God because of some sin they had done, and that's why they were poor. So, up to then we're talking about Jesus, but now the author is going to talk to us in stanza five. Yes. You want me to read it? Yes. So be it then, I say, so, so be it then, I say, with all my heart each day, dear Lord, we all adore you. We sing for joy before you. Guide us while here we wander until we praise you yonder. So we're in a condition of wandering. What does that remind you of? How would you explain that? Well, that we're we wander. We're uh, we're we're we're. Pilgrims here. Well, it's like that other hymn. Uh, I'm but a stranger here. Heaven is my home. Excellent. That's an excellent example. Yes. 
that you can, I don't know if you've done this with your confirmands in grade seven and eight. Do you ever ask them what they want to be when they grow up? Oh, yes. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do that uh, from time to time. But they don't really know a lot of times. No, some of them have some of them have thoughts like that. <laughs> I remember one. Times, I remember one little ahead. boy says, "Well, first, first I want to be a football player. Then I want to sell cars." <laughs> boy, rarely what we want to be do we become. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, it's it's uh, it's strange how life turns out sometimes. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I, I yeah. wanted to be a uh, a policeman. Uh-huh. And um, we had gone to a place where the police take care of horses, and one of their jobs was to clean up after the horse. Well, that was the end of my being wanted to be a policeman in that situation. <laughs> then I wanted to be a medical missionary. And I discovered I had a friend who was cutting his lawn and cut off his finger, and I had to take him to the hospital. Oh, and boy. And I realized I couldn't stand blood. Yeah. So I changed again. And then I was thinking, oh, I'll be a professor. And I took the studies. I did the graduate year. But I got called to a congregation and was there for 28 years, which was a great blessing. And I ended up on doing something that you and I are doing right now. Did you ever think you'd be on the radio every week? No, this was a privilege I never thought I would have. I just, I'd heard about it at the seminary, heard about KFUO, and uh, they said the opportunity was there, but I thought, oh, it's, it's such a privilege. I never thought I'd have this much of a privilege every, every week. To be on the best radio station in the world that is consistent in its preaching about Jesus Christ, which will continue tomorrow as we take another look at the book of Proverbs and hear what God has to say about how to be wise in this life and follow Jesus Christ. Thank you, Mark Smith, very much for helping us. God bless you. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check out to Law & Gospel and mail to Law & Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132, or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.